Can't wait to get on the road again. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Weekend on Fleek. We're talking about road trip movies today. So We're grab just... your favorite candy and road trip essentials. Yippers. Hello. We're just doing a smattering, just a smidge. There are a plethora of road trip movies out there. We have narrowed it down to just three selections for today. And they are, in no particular order, the Muppet movie, the original Muppet movie, not the 2010, but the very first one, Um, and uh, Peanut Butter Falcon, and Leap Year. So those are our three. Can I just say that the one that I was surprised, Katrina, that you did not try to get on here was Ice Road <laughs> due to your love with, with my boyfriend in it and the fact that it involves him driving on a road that is a that is a literal road trip to a destination we were just talking about that film and the fact that him and his people evaded death like 400 times that's an intense film it Ice is. Road check it out um <laughs> But it didn't make the cut for whatever. It didn't make reason. the cut, even though I had my boyfriend in it. I, I was again surprised it never came up in terms of you pushing for that. One. Listen, I proposed it for another um podcast and it didn't work out. So it must have just died at that point in my brain. <laughs> at some point the ice road cometh, guys. <laughs> but um bum. All right. So let's let's dive into these three. Which of these three is your week? Leap year. You know, I really am so glad to hear you say that because <laughs> it was mine too. Oh, although you thought that I was going to say not leap year, because you know, I I I have some good arguments in favor of leap year. But here's my beef with this entire list, this entire list, huge list of three films. Yes. Um, we could, uh, the name of it, instead of Road Trip, could have also been Suspension of Reality. Because I feel like in all three of these, you have to sus- be willing to suspend reality at least a little bit. Maybe Some that is like a, you know, a qualification for a road trip in general, suspension of disbelief, like putting your own reality aside for a little bit to to go get away i don't know and get in the car and a new reality experience a new reality but that's exactly what i felt like watching these three films is that is how much of reality are you willing to suspend and how much ridiculousness are you willing to endure and what kind of ridiculous ridiculousness are you willing to endure so anyway here's why leap year is the weakest of these three um it's not matthew Goody, it's not Amy Adams, though sometimes she's debatable for me. We have talked about that at length, especially with Superman. <laughs> do not like, do not like that pairing at all. Um, she's great in this. I feel like Leap Year in general is one of one of my favorites of that genre of the rom com mm-hmm. genre. Even with the suspension of disbelief and all the things I'm about to talk about, it's cliche. Um, the ending 
the proposal is like, wait, what, what, what's happening right now? Like you spent days with each other and he's like, I, I don't want to not make plans with you. I want to make plans with you. Idiot. Like, okay, well, okay. All right. I, I will allow it because you are on that beautiful, um, the edge of that, that little cliff <laughs> and it's Ireland. And if that were me, uh, okay. Um, <laughs> um, but that was a little much for the ending of that film and that particular journey. I would agree. Um, I just want to I, throw that in there. Yes. And yeah. also like how it led up to that point where she's like, um, she went to Ireland to pursue him. And she's like, I, I have feelings for you. I think you're the one for me. And he turns around and walks away. Uh, That's know. not a great choice. And, you know, he's going to get his, um, his ring and it was going to be romantic and it had to get outside somehow, you know? Um, and then those, those, um, just so those Irish guys could be there to see it. So they could talk about the stuff that gives you good and bad luck in Ireland, like all the, you know, the, the things, the blessings and the, uh, you know, yes, and the days and all that. Right, 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 right. You're not supposed yeah. to start a, jar- a journey on a Sunday or, or Sunday or Monday or whatever day right. it was. Um, so anyway, um, so the suspension of disbelief is strong with this one. <laughs> In that it, it's a lot. It's a lot of uh, putting aside reality for the sake of the story, and we do this. I feel like, am I going to be correct in saying this? In the rom com genre in general, potentially more than any other genre. <laughs> I mean, even <laughs> like, wait a minute, yeah, more than sci fi, Katrina. That's a strong statement. But even sci fi is rooted in reality a little bit. Right. It's just. It, it and it's outlandish, you know. In a way, anyway, it's just romantic comedy. I guess I don't know. Well, the, I think the difference is, is that you can have a sci-fi movie that has its own interior logic, right? Right, like, right. Then, and you can have the world building, right? But then in a rom-com, they're almost always in our world, right? But they have their own logic that exists that is clearly Thank not you. part of our world. Thank you for helping my argument, right? And we already know the, the laws for this world. And so in order to fall in love with somebody, you have to suspend reality. Thank you. That's <laughs> in general. Um, but, but like I said before, this of these three films is the one that I've seen the most. It's the one that I picked to watch just like, you know, on a rainy day of mm. these three films. It's definitely the one. <clears throat> um, plus there's a couple of scenes in it that are, really standouts and you know amusing there's there's fun things about it too but anyway of these three i felt like it was the weakest i'm going to agree that it is the weakest i am going to heap on more criticism than you though (laughs) i watched this film and um knew nothing about it knew absolutely nothing about it um uh, which is surprising because I usually am am game for a good rom-com. Uh, but for whatever reason, this one had not connected with me. Um, I found Amy Adams to be the most annoying that I have ever experienced her on screen. 
Wait, he was more annoying than Superman? Greater to my face. More than Lois Lane. More than Lois Lane. More than Lois Lane. No. I, I could not abide her in this no film. No way. I did not want to be around her. Uh-uh. It annoyed me to no end. And I'll, <laughs> and I'll tell you one of the biggest reasons why she annoyed me. Is it her character? Yes. Um, but there's another reason. And it is the reason of, and you talked about willing suspension of disbelief. There's also a trope in movies that I loathe, and it is people making dumb decisions to string the plot along. And this film right. was rife. Right. Yeah. Of yes. People making unbelievable, like three stooges level stupid decisions. Yes. That's... In order to <laughs> propel the plot. And it's like, uh, you you're a moron clearly i mean this is so dumb why are you going up a hill to the top of this big hill to this castle when you know you're going to miss the train you know it anyway lots of dumb decisions like that occur here's the other thing matthew good e goody right i don't know I don't good. know if he's good or goody. I'll say good. Either one. I like Matthew Good very much as an actor. Uh, I think he's very charismatic. I think he has mm -hmm. this really great ability to be charming and to be dangerous and to be funny. Like he's very versatile. I really like him. He I can did be all three at the same time too. Right. I don't feel like this movie did him a lot of favors. I felt like his wardrobe was not very flattering to him. He's an attractive man. I felt like his wardrobe, maybe it was intentional. Like, let's make Matthew look schleppy in this film. Um, but it didn't do him any favors. I love a beard on a man. But Matthew Good is one of the rare people who I felt like not as much. Still a good looking guy. But the beard did not hey. I wholeheartedly disagree. I know you statement. do. And, and he looks you and, dang good you and my wife slash executive producer, is she producer, executive, I don't know why I said executive just now, <laughs> probably because she's my executive. Um, but she uh, had a discussion with you about this movie before that I tried not to be a part of. Mm -hmm. um, and the beard got brought up and like his, um, his accents befuddled me to the point where I looked him up to see if he was Irish. He is not Irish. And I felt like his Irish accent was a little muddled. Mrs. Doubtfire for you right there. Um, <laughs> so Pierce Brosnan. Okay. Fear, if the, the whole thing, and you've already brought this up. It feels fake at times. It feels unearned. Certainly that proposal was, oh my gosh, these Weird. are people who have massive communication issues Weird. and they clearly need to go to couples counseling before they even get close to a wedding altar. Um, I think they need to go to individual counseling. That's true too. She may need to get more than counseling. Um, and then- You hear that helicopter over here, man? The, <laughs> but like the- the I think for me, the other aspect of it is, is that I never saw them as being interested in each other, except to want to have sex with each other. 
which is quite frankly a a stupid and a boring motivation for uh, a romantic pairing. Is that and true? <laughs> it, it is true. Maybe, um, it, maybe it is a lazy one. It's a. It has no depth. And I felt like that their relationship lacked depth um, because it seemed like any time they had any significant engagement that was on a personal level with each other, it ended in vitriol and anger. And so it was like, why are you two together? No. Okay. Hold on. I'm going to disagree with this part because there, how many movies or books have we read seen where it's enemies to lovers that happens and or in real life, people that you know. Oh yeah, totally. going through some kind of. So for me, okay, yeah, they they squabble back and forth, but that's. But where was the transition? They're creating chemistry. To me, it was this the quieter moments, like when she was telling him about her dad and his tendencies when she was a little girl and how she had to grow up really fast. Right. And he empathized with her, and he was you know expressing sympathy and she's oh he's a he's a he's a good human being after all and then they had some chemistry after that with that whole kissing scene that couple's kissing scene at the table which i think is hilarious hilarious that's one of my favorite scenes in the whole that is film. that screams willing suspension of disbelief right there <laughs> like that whole scene is like what world are we in right now um like well, and okay that's my whole argument however i'll live in this world i thought that was really funny and um charming and funny and charming. well clearly um, we are on a different plane with, yes, well, with well, this film this but we knew we are this both we on the weak spectrum so up uh, anyway um so and and her too um empathizing with him about um his fiance running off with his best friend and they were able to listen to each other and they responded to each other, both verbal and nonverbal communication. And did they have problems, you know, with the, the temper, both of them? Yeah. Um, but again, that's feeding into a trope. And it was like everything was Irish and and people being hot headed and Irish is like a whole thing. And so, I mean, there was that whole aspect of it, too. So I'll just you know, dissent on that one. Right. I think we agree to disagree. And yet we also agree to agree that this is the weakest. That this is the weakest of the three. I did like the wedding scene as well, where, where she was getting flung around and her shoe hit the bride's face. Oh my gosh. I, she yeah. knocked <laughs> the, the wine or whatever it was. Oh on the lady's gosh, dress. Yeah. Bless her heart. Yeah. Bless her heart. How long did well, she work on that wedding? <clears throat> <laughs> let's go on to our our fleek okay what's your fleek Katrina? Can, can you say yours first before i say mine i knew you're gonna ask me because i because i because i'm trying to decide still and the case for both and to be fair to you i also had that same struggle <laughs> because muppet movie and peanut butter falcon i both really i enjoy both of them um and they both have a lot of good points to them I am going to go in favor of Muppet Movie. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, mm -hmm. All right. Then, I, oh, 
You know what? Just just to be uh, different than you, even though I technically did write down Muppet movie, I'm going to say Peanut Butter Falcon. Just so that we could talk about all three movies within. Yeah, the well, five, yeah, right? and I have a case for both. So, well, I'll, and- I'll put my th- my two my three cents in <laughs> for both. I I don't have any, and I doubt that I'm going to disagree with you on much in terms of peanut butter. So, tell me about PBF. <laughs> Okay, Peter Bernfagen. Um, in terms of uh, creating like an emotional response, this is the strongest. And M- Muppet movie, Muppet movie has joy out the ears. Yes. And innovation and heart and wit and magic and music and the cameos. Oh, the cameos. Mm-hmm. By hands down. Which movie which are, are you doing, by the way? Hey, listen. Okay. <laughs> I told you three cents, not two. Um, when Richard Pryor turns around with the balloons, right? I mean, the camera just like caught on fire. What presence, holy cow, Madeline Kahn, too, but to a lesser degree to Richard Pryor in this movie, it was Richard Pryor. Holy cow. Um, that that five seconds was worth the, t- oh. worth the ticket price. I do love the Steve Martin cameo in this as well. Steve Martin is great too. And he like everybody just created their own characters. It was so interesting. And Mel Brooks. Mel Brooks, of course, always Mel Brooks. You know, yeah. He just Mel Brooks is is Mel Brooks. And that's why he gets hired for those the things he gets hired for. All right. So Peter Bird Falcon. So technically higher uh rotten tomato score, the highest of these three anyway. Right. Um, 95 and 96 critic and audience score, respectively. Um, it was heartwarming. It evoked emotional response. Um, it was funny uh, mm-hmm. and like in subtle ways and just humorous, yes. relatable human uh, connection kind of ways that was nice because a lot of times you don't get that in films. You get outlandish, crazy, like yes. a certain style of humor or you get a dry humor, like a British humor or, you know, mm-hmm. it's just something something different, like and it was nice to consume. Agreed. This is um, Shia LaBeouf at his best. Hey, that's um, what I said too. I know, <laughs> and I know how you feel about Shia LaBeouf, but um, but this this is this is a vulnerable Shia LaBeouf. This is a relatable Shia LaBeouf. It he was he was very charming, very very. I enjoyed yes. him very much. And these were the characters they were complex characters they were sim- but they were simply rendered it wasn't i mean they didn't play too much into a trope though you could say right. the suspension of disbelief with this one is it left too many loose ends at the end yeah um the ending was a little weak like all of a sudden like oh those guys are here i'm going to bash your skull on oh you're in the hospital oh are we are we um adopting this kid is that is that why we're going to florida what's going on so anyway um and also the another suspension of disbelief moment was um that i could endure watching dakota johnson on camera because i do not like her i do not like her you know she in this was okay what was good for me she was okay i i i had no issue with her um and maybe it's because Shia LaBeouf was so surprisingly pleasant to watch that it was an elevation of of all, you know, the rising tide raised all the boats. Um, I don't know, but um, but yeah, I 
I agree with you. I agree with um, the suspension of disbelief um, that's that's needed. Um, it's it feels that there is a shorthand here, an emotional character shorthand. Like you said, it's leaning into tropes a little bit, but I feel like right. the leaning into tropes helps establish the characters quickly right. so that you can grow to feel a connection with them. Right. Because you're like, okay, yeah, I know this guy. I know this person. I, right. I you know, there's, there's something there that is, um, has a little bit of universality to it where, you know, everybody knows somebody like that guy. Um, you know. they did fill in the blanks with, um, like flashbacks and stuff. Yes. Um, yeah. And I forgot to mention Zach. I don't know how to say his last name. Got, got Sagan, the, the other the other person in the trio right um how winning he was and how oh, most, yeah. of, most of the humor in the film was him mm -hmm. was him and and how he expressed things and processed things he was he was an absolute joy yeah. and like i just just carry a camera right. around with him i totally watch yeah. what he put out i mean he was really interesting plus didn't they film this in savannah i feel like they they filmed this in georgia Wouldn't Maybe surprise I'm wrong, me. but i but I feel like that's that's because you know Georgia has a lot of uh, <laughs> movies being filmed in it. Mm -hmm. Anyway, that's kind of a fun little thing for it too. Um, but anyway, it created quite an emotional response in it. Like I said, it was it was really heartwarming and like yeah. the suspension of disbelief, as opposed to Muppet Movie, which obviously oh it's North North Carolina and Georgia. Thank you, producer. Mm -hmm. um, Muppet Movie, the suspension of dis of reality and um was obviously their muppets right yeah. <laughs> so kermit uh you know riding a bicycle that's the suspension of disbelief right. there i feel like potentially i i mean if we're pushing it maybe a few little pacing issues sure where it was slow sometimes are we talking about the muppet movie or are we talking about we're talking about the muppet yeah. movie okay i've moved on okay. <laughs> um because if I have to make a ding against Peanut Butter Falcon real quick here. Yeah. And, and this is a such a minuscule ding. But I feel like for me, I watched Peanut Butter Falcon once. And I feel no great need to return to it. Um, I enjoyed it. I liked it. But the Muppet movie for me, that's something that I'm going to bring out and watch again, you know, with my kids, with my family, things like that. Sure. Peanut Butter Falcon for me. And maybe it's because of those loose threads at the end that you talked about. But I almost don't want to go back and watch it again because I worry that my familiarity will make me see the cracks. Um, I, can, I understand that argument completely. I will say, however, I have seen this one a good handful of times. And I still am willing to consume it, even with the flaws, especially at the end because you still get that emotional response right yeah okay let's talk about muffin movie rich let's i you know i i should start with the caveat that while i am quite fond of this movie it's not my favorite muppet movie of all time um but it is an excellent film it's a delight like you said before you know you made your case uh my case for me pretty well <laughs> um joy just a delight there's 
there's a spectacle going on with what they're able to do with these Muppets, but it feels, it feels like the kid who's riding his bike for the first time, like, look what I can do. Like exultant, look at the cool things that we get to show you. Mm -hmm. Um, You know? And so even the, the spectacle has like this joyous component to it of, Look at this crazy cool stuff that we're doing with Muppets. Um, the the one thing that I thought you might ding it on was the fourth wall of it all, because it's very fourth wall. Um, and I, I see what you're saying, and I, I applaud you for using that term, because that's that's my number one ding I use is is don't look in the camera and right. tell me what you're doing. But I did write down that was kind of to its credit. I felt like it was self-aware and it needed yes. to be because it knows exactly what it is. And yes. isn't that like so assuring to you as an audience member for the performers to know exactly who they are and exactly who their audience is. And that is, that is a rare, mm-hmm. rare thing. Right. We already talked about the cameos and how great they were and Muppet movies and Muppet productions period are always well known for their cameos but I think that this one established the formula of what the cameo should be. That it shouldn't be, they, they're not there to take over the Muppets. They're there to enhance. They're there to give the Muppets somebody to bounce off of, as opposed to, you know, just stealing the show. Um, I think of like Stanley, whom we all love but when you Mm -hmm. saw a stanley cameo in a marvel film it's it's almost takes you out of it because you're like oh there's there's stanley um whereas the other cameos in the muppet movies it's like oh there's so and so but they're playing a role within the film they're they're playing their little part in the film rather than being like this oh now we got a little wink moment here um I, I, the, the music, I mean, you got rainbow connection, you have footloose and fancy free, you have, um, animal and, and all of his craziness with his, animal. you know, um, it's, <laughs> the it's giant a, animal head at the end. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a light fair. Like this is not a, this movie is in no way heavy or dramatic or anything like that. It's it's a light and breezy affair that no, um, I, I agree, but they do create a healthy sense of kind of thrill, right? Because Kermit is being chased for his frog legs, mm-hmm. and I remember watching this as a kid and being a little scared, right? Because they were coming after Kermit for his legs. I mean, <laughs> and I've that? and I've heard people criticize the the movie for having an antagonist because they're like the Muppets don't need a bad guy. The Muppets don't need someone trying to hurt them or chase them or kill them. And I'm like, but so much of the humor spawns from that. Like, sure. And they have to have a reason why they're moving around the way they are and picking up the people. So I'm going to give this some praise, probably more praise than I've ever given Again, this is a big lofty statement I'm about to make. Oh. I cannot think 
of another film franchise that is better at ensemble other than Christopher Nolan. Christopher Nolan is fantastic at ensemble and giving everybody a moment to shine. You understand them, you understand their motivations, you understand their backstory. And he does it, as we have said, with an emotional shorthand and he does it very fast. Muppet movie does the exact same thing, only with Muppets. You know exactly who these characters are. You know their backstory and it does it very, very fast. All right, so I'm retalking myself. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and I'm sure if we were to ask Christopher Nolan about how he learned how to do a good ensemble, he would be like, well, it all started with the the Muppet movie. I mean, he did cite the Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift as one of his favorite films. So, so uh, that man has an eclectic taste in movies. So it could have been Muppet Movie Man. Yeah, maybe. you never know. Never know. Maybe. All right. So what are we given? <laughs> what are we given these three uh, road trip films? Man, I love Muppet Movie. I love Muppets. Muppets are one of my favorite things on the planet. Yeah. Bear Falcon is heartwarming. It, even Leap Year, I will watch over and over again despite its feelings. Hmm. So how, so out I, of how many steering wheels are you giving this? I want to say eight, but I'm going to say nine. Let's just go for it. Okay. <laughs> Let's... You, you go, girl. <laughs> I went for it. Um, the, the two on the list... Um, our fleeks are pretty high for me but that that leap year i did not leap you're gonna say six aren't you uh i was gonna say six or six and a half yeah it it dropped down pretty far for me and like i said before i i'm never i i have no plans to go rewatch peanut butter falcon i kind of want to keep it in the the delight that i felt for it and i and you said that I can watch it again, so maybe I'll just trust you one day. I think, yeah, I think you should. But um, but uh, yeah, I'm, but I'm six joy. and a half. But the joy, and I I gave it. Or I'll knock it back down to eight. I, I <laughs> gave it. I gave it an eight for joy. Right. These, I mean, none of these I'm gonna I pick up very often. No. But when I do, they're just they're filled with joy. They fill me with joy. Yeah. Awesome. Well, if you want some joy as you contemplate being on the road, definitely watch the first two. Katrina will tell you to watch Leap Year. I will tell you to skip it. <laughs> Better Leap Year than than Superman. That whatever what it wasn't. Man of Steel. Man of Steel. <laughs> Better Not Leap Year than Man of Steel. Worst Superman movie of all time. I'll always throw that one in there. Uh, one day one day we'll podcast about that one anyway so we can't say it right now peace out that's another trip peace